welcome to the Best Boys Podcast. I'm Best Boy Dan. And I'm Best Boy Justin. And we are here to pod a cast at you about One Piece, and it'll be a review. I didn't mean to rhyme until I started to see where it was going, and then I got and, excited. And then you got excited, and now we're here. Um, and we're here in person together. We are. Yeah. Carlos um, is licking my arm. <laughs> uh, best, best dog Carlos is very excited to pod with uh, everyone in person. Um, we watched uh, the Netflix One Piece adaptation uh and have a lot to say about it sure do your ear holes and we're gonna do that um but up first we're gonna hit you with a little bit of banter uh and uh a healthy dose of some news absolutely anime news even yeah um up first uh i kind of want to talk about manga which has kind of become a theme in the banter for me we talk Um, a lot about manga it's adjacent to anime we're allowed um i I don't really have a whole lot of banter i had a fairly busy week the last week which is uh why this uh pod is coming a little bit later than normal um but i i want to talk about uh today which i was really excited about which was the release of alice in borderland uh volume seven Mm. and the and not specifically that title though i am excited about that title and have talked about it before and encourage people to go read it um but specifically, I've been using this website. Uh, I think it's called like Otaku Calendar, mm-hmm. um, and it, it basically I just Google sponsored, <laughs> like um, you know, upcoming English manga releases, right? Because um, I want to see what's coming out. Um, because at this point, I have kind of started to have a set of series that I am able to rotate between that come out in a relatively regular cadence. Mm-hmm. So I, I have my Undead, my Unluck, my Kaiju number eight, my uh, Alice in Borderland. Uh, and it, it's nice to have something to kind of look forward to and to enjoy a story patiently. Because I could go and read all of these stories online. Sure. Um, but I specifically, there are some stories that I read day and date as they come out, uh, as we've talked about before, uh, Hokkaido Gals and, um, Chainsaw Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, there are series that I just, I prefer and I enjoy like having that volume and having that like, you know, I put it in my calendar of like, this is coming out. I'm going to go to the bookstore on this day and, and pick it up. So I, it's just kind of become a fun little um, ritual. Okay, ritual. Uh, That's my a good life. word for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, just, I was just opining about how I enjoyed that. Excellent. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. You know, like like you said, there are some sh- there are some shows shows, um, some series that I that I do read. You know, as they come out, but I also have like you know I read um, I only read Comey in the volume form. Um, I get the volumes when they come out. Although I think I'm like two or three behind now. Yeah, there was a um, period of time where I like read way ahead and was like ahead of you. You still are, I think. I think you were you got really far ahead. The 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 English volumes are kind of far behind. Yeah, I do um, not remember any of it at this. That's point. fine. <laughs> I I just got to like a really good point in it. So um, there's that. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's good. That's uh, it's a good way to good way to to absorb. Uh, manga, I think. And, and also, as we've talked about before, I think a good way to, you know, 
put your money towards the stories. Absolutely. Like. Yeah, I mean, you know, short of buying the Japanese releases, that's that's <laughs> the best you can do. Yeah. Um, oh, excuse me. But if anything, like, I think it's nice to weigh in on a number that I know is improving the English market share, too. Absolutely. Right? Like, every English volume sold is, like, it is another mark in a box somewhere that is telling some executive, like, hey, pay attention to the U.S., bring content to us. Yeah, like, we actually want this stuff. Absolutely. Um, I guess moving on, uh, one thing I wanted to talk about... Um, this is something that I've noticed recently, not just because of One Piece, but also it is not a non-factor. Um, has anime affected my attention span? Um, and, you know, as you know, for this, you know, per, per the premise of this episode, we have watched the One Piece live-action adaptation on Netflix. But I've also actually been re-watching, I do, like, every two or three years, I re-watch Stargate SG-1 because it's, like, the perfect sci-fi show like the best mm. that's ever been made um and i'm realizing that you know other than that i don't really watch other media right like i don't really follow like i will watch mandalorian like some of the star wars tv shows although i haven't watched ahsoka yet um but other than that i really only watch anime and anime comes to us pretty consistently in like 20 minute chunks right Mm. Um, and I've been noticing while I'm watching One Piece and Stargate SG-1 that right around that 20-minute mark, I don't, like, lose focus, but I start to, like, become restless a little bit. And it's, it's like, so it, – it's become so, like, routine that I notice it, that I'll, like, check to see, like, how far into the show I am. And it's 20 minutes, like, oh, of course, this is when I get restless, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not – I don't know. Maybe t attention span isn't the right word for it. But I feel like, like, very consistently consuming content in these very specifically timed chunks has definitely had an effect on the way that I watch things. Um, and I noticed that, so that's why I was – that's why I talked about it. I mean, that makes total sense. Like, I, we talked about this on, on last week's episode when I was discussing watching Nana, which was, uh, which also, quick side note on Nana, I continued watching it. It got real weird after oh, I yeah? stopped. Oh, yeah? <laughs> okay. It, it got, like, really weird and, like, hyper dramatic. Nana got preggers. Oh, wow. Oh, which, which one? <laughs> um, chatty Nana. Okay. Um, and then, like, uh, Punk Nana basically was like, nope. And just, like, noped out of the situation. This is explaining a lot to me about the person that I know who watches and who really liked Nana. Um, I, yeah, so uh, at some point I will finish it, but it became a, way too much. Okay. And, I was like, and then I started watching the One Piece anime. <laughs> All right. Which is the complete I think opposite. I might have to watch Nana now. Um, I have to finish it. Anyway, but I was talking about it with Nana, where it's, like, it, it, the storyline is structured as, like, a, two, like a full year mm -hmm. um, weekly show, uh, which is very different than the, like, 10 to 12 chunk. You yeah. Know, the one piece that we're talking about today is only eight episodes. Yeah. Um, but each one is, like, almost an hour long. Yeah. Um so that would make sense if you're only watching anime that is a very tightly restricted format um that it, it does set expectations i think that's why lately i've been 
making as much of an effort as I can to just try and watch as many things as possible. Right, yeah. To just kind of, like, have a, like, kind of fresh eyes, like, to look away and, and come back to it. That's a good way to approach it. Um... So, yeah. Oh, on that note, uh, everyone should go watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, oh, yeah, one. I've heard great things. It's really good. And um, they made, uh, who was it, uh, Donatello, the the Bo Staff one? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. They made him uh, an otaku. Okay, like, that's nerd. awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's There's, like... One part where he, like, goes into a school and sees, like, a writing on a locker that says, like, something about, like, Attack on Titan. He's like, I've never been more seen in my entire life. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, it is definitely a, a different way of, of telling this story. Especially, I, I think about it, too, because... Shows didn't used to be an hour unless they mm -mm. were on HBO. Mm -hmm. Shows used to be 40, 20 minutes or 40 minutes? 40, yeah, 40 minutes was SG-1 was 40 minutes. And with, with the commercials, it would be an hour. And what is also interesting about those 40-minute shows, and to a, a certain extent the 20-minute shows too, is every episode is very structurally defined by commercial breaks, yes. which is not so much a thing nowadays. Yeah, because a lot of media is designed for streaming. So, Though anime still is designed for TV first almost always. Yes, but the, the structure of advertising in anime is different than the way it would be here in the United States. Yeah, but there's... Because it's not broken up the same yeah, way. that's true. It is interesting, though. So, it's something that maybe we'll explore further. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of things we should explore further, um, <laughs> I have up here a toga and uraraka ship. Let's discuss. Okay. Um, and I fully came here fully prepared to discuss this at length. Okay? okay. But I don't have the time for that. So, instead, what we are going to do is we're just going to say... Uh, how do you feel about a Togo Uraraka ship in, like, a sentence? Uh, wow. Um, I saw... The reason this came about because I saw an Instagram account that was all about fan art of Toga and Uraraka. Which one's Toga again? She's the the blood one. Oh. Yeah. Uh... I feel lukewarm about it, I Okay, guess. lukewarm is good. Yeah, for me, I, I feel like... Really, the only person that Toga should be in a, in, in a relationship with is, is, a is a therapist. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where we're going to leave that. Um, and we don't have any time to go into it at any more length because actually it is time for us to engage in the culture, the ritual of the pact. <laughs> Yes, that's right, Best Boy Dan. It is time for the pack. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> you that got is, me. That is why I didn't have the time to fully do all the things I, I said I was So, like, do. I was, like, sort of prepared for it, and and then I it just totally did not cross I, my mind as something that would happen today. I, I did in the last episode, and if you Best Boys want to go back and listen, I did say that I would be ready by the next time we recorded, so. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so I finished Madoka Magica. What do you um, think? It was good. I, you know what I, so one of the things that really jumped out to me about it was um, 
how engaging the story was, first of all. The story was very engaging, but um, the, the artwork, the artwork was gorgeous. And I remember talking to you about this, and I'm, I'm actually looking this up right now um, because I did know it, but I no longer know it because I'm hacking a fraud and it left my brain. It was animated by Shaft. Um, mm. And that's the, like, I feel like the second... Are they second, still around? I'm, yeah, they're still around, I think. Uh, but I think, like, this two episodes in, I, I, I sent you a text. I was like, I've been sitting here wondering why this animation looks so familiar. And that is because Shaft is the same studio that did Bakemonogatari. Mm-hmm. And the backgrounds are very similar. Like, the background, the surreal kind of... Um, it almost looks like paper mache um, drawings and background art is very striking. Um Oh, they also did March Comes in Like a Lion. Yes, but that was a very different visual. Um, It's not the same. But if you think of... You've seen Madoka Magica before, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that kind of aesthetic is very prevalent in Bakemonogatari. But yeah, I liked it. It, I, I really enjoyed the way the story kind of... The story gives you something, and you you know what's going to happen, and you're right about that, Right. But there is an extra element to it that takes you by surprise, mm-hmm. right? So, like, you know, are we going to get into spoilers in this at all? Or what, how do you want to do I this? I mean, the show's been out for, okay. like, how many years? Yeah, <laughs> so obviously, so, you know, probably pretty early on in the show, I was like, all right, these magical girls, obviously there is something sinister to them, right? So it turns out, okay, they don't have souls anymore, all right? But... The thing that goes beyond that is like, okay, they don't have souls anymore, but also they are the cause of the witches. That is the extra step that the story goes to, to like, oh, you think you're so smart, you know what's going on, and then there's this extra bit. And then you have like, okay, so you know Homura is like, she's obviously some kind of time traveler. That is, that becomes kind of apparent somewhat like halfway through the show but then it's like okay she's a time traveler but also she's the reason why madoka is so important in this universe like it takes that extra step to keep you on your toes Mm -hmm. Uh, and i think really good storytelling like that is very important um the way that it subverts the the idea of the magical girl genre is also very important um so yeah i really enjoyed uh madoka magica the soundtrack was phenomenal um yeah, I have nothing but uh, nothing but good things to say about it. The dub was good. I watched the first half of it. I watched dubbed. It is also um, fucked up. It is very fucked up. Cube <laughs> um, is is too adorable to be that weird. Um, yeah, a lot of mercy killing in the latter half of the of the show, uh, more than I expected. So, yeah. um, but who's your favorite? I'm curious, Dan. Who's your favorite magical girl from oh, Madoka Magica? It's been so long. I like. Barely remember. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> For me, the first half, I was definitely a mommy stan. Um, but then after the second half, Homura for sure, because she had rocket launchers and machine guns, and that's just cool. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. It's I, I would be kind of interested, because I know they made a lot like more... Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they made more series or... Well, I know they made, like, a few movies. This is actually a good time for us to be discussing this because they have a new... I don't know if it's another series or a new movie. There is more Madoka Magica coming out soon. Uh, I remember reading about it. I don't know know if that is um, anything that we have, like, anything super confirmed about. Um, 2024. 
Oh, what do we got? Is it a movie? Yes, it's a movie. Okay, cool. While yeah. Walpurgisnacht rising. Walpurgisnacht. Um, yeah, so super excited for that. Um, you know, this 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 IP was really good. It's probably, I think, probably number one on the things that I've watched for the Pact so far. Okay. Um, so I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well. All right. So. So. What do you got? What do you got for me? So. What I have for you. I was originally. So. I, I didn't expect to to be finished with this so soon. And I didn't have the. I was gonna build a wheel. Is okay. what I was gonna do. I was gonna oh, build a wheel fun. for you to spin like Wheel of Fortune. But uh, I took the subway here, so obviously I wouldn't been able to carry it. And I haven't had the time to make it. So um, instead, I'm gonna have you roll a die for me. I have a little dice app on my phone. Um, so if you could, um, hold on, let me pull up my, I have a list, I have a list of things. You're going to roll a 12-sided dice this time. I didn't have time for all 20. Um, I tried to, but I just, I didn't have time to put them all together. All right, best boy Dan, go ahead and shake my phone. Oh. Shake it. Shake it! Oh my god, like a Polaroid? Yeah, What? let me know once it stops what number you got. Oh, uh, oh! Uh. I landed, oh. Wait, which direction? Oh, God. Oh, uh, just, okay. Just leave it flat. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I rolled it multiple times. That's okay. Whatever it lands on this time. A nine. A nine. Okay, that's interesting. I have some I have some really good stuff on this list, right? This is, okay. a, I, I curated this. I think okay? it was a six the first time. Okay, either way. We'll do, we'll do the nine, because that's what we have now. We know okay. what we have, okay? So now, I'm going to present you with a choice. Okay. All right? I have a very good follow-up for you for this pact. You can either choose to take what I to take the follow up that I have pre prepared for you, oh. or you can take the fate that the dice have given you. The follow up, or the fate. Uh, I will say you will be entertained no matter which one you choose. Great, I'm going with the fate. The fate. Then you are going to watch Desert Punk. Have you ever oh. heard of Desert Punk? Uh, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You may have trouble finding it. I, it it's kind of a, a show that nobody really talks about or is... I think it was on Funimation. It, I it, don't know if it made its way to Crunchyroll. It seems like the kind of show that would have been on Funimation. Um, but yes, so Best Boy Dan, you yeah, are going to watch Desert Punk. I have a lot of, I have a lot of like kind of old sci-fi shows on here. I was really hoping you'd roll number 12. That would have been pretty cool. What was number um, six out of curiosity? Number six was Helpful Fox Senko-san. Okay. Um, so like I said, either one would have been fine. Um, but you got Desert Punk, so that's going to be your assignment. I'm pretty sure Desert Punk is like 26 episodes. I think it's one of like the Cowboy Bebop okay. sized ones. Um... But yeah, there's your assignment. All right, interesting. Yeah, I like. I can s picture the like that mask with like the spikes on top. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The like sky in the background. Absolutely. Um, interesting. You gotta look it up. Yeah. Dessert punk. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's on Crunchyroll. Oh, dope. Well, there you go. I wonder, click on it, how many episodes is it? 24. Yeah, perfect. The Great Gunter. I think you'll enjoy it. 
You, you know why I've almost watched this before? Why is that? Because I'm pretty sure I knew there were boobs in it. There are boobs in this, yes. Yeah. There's boobs and there's shotguns. Junko and there's uses sand. her double D charms. Yes. <laughs> there are boobs and there are shotguns and there is sand. Those are like the three things about this show. That you I mean, at of. least two of those things pretty much define my uh, adolescence. Yeah, the sand and the shotguns, right? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you're from Arizona, so the sand's in there. I the know sand the sand's in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, you know that's what you're gonna be uh, gonna be reporting back to us on, and you know I'm 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 disappointed you didn't take the curated recommendation. Oh yeah, but you're gonna what get was it. That? It, was, it was gonna be Wakimono Guitari. Oh, yeah. you know why I didn't choose it? Why? Um, because I thought it might have been Madoka Magica season two, and I was like, no, 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 I wouldn't do that to you. But that's why I thought you were like, oh, I'm going to encourage him to watch the second season. No, I figured it might be interesting to have you watch Bakemonogatari because it's by Shaft and the artwork is I'm actually a little upset because I do actually Um, really want to Well, it's still on my list, so maybe next time Force me to watch it, best boy Justin. I mean, I will. I'm going to someday. Um, but I'm really excited to hear what you think about Desert Punk. Um... But with, uh, I guess with that out of the way, we have fulfilled the obligation of our pact. Uh, The blood ritual has been completed. And that leaves us with only one thing to do, which is check in with Studio WEB for some anime news. That's right, Best Buds. We have more news than you can pile up in front of the entrance to the New York Stock Exchange, effectively shutting down the entire United States economy. I thought you were going to say we have more news than you could shake your leg stumps at. (laughs) That'll be very confusing to anyone who doesn't know what I edited out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, didn't Rage Against the Machines shut shut down the Stock Exchange for like 20 minutes one time? Um, that's dope. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the 42nd digital issue of Shueisha's Weekly Shonen Jump magazine revealed that My Hero Academia will receive a special anime episode titled My Hero Academia UA Heroes Battle uh, and will screen in 10 theaters in Japan from October 20th to the 26th. Do you know anything about this, Best Boy Justin? I don't, actually. I didn't see it until I looked at the outline. Strap in. <laughs> oh, I'm strapped in. The official English Twitter account for uh, the My Hero Academia franchise announced on Monday uh, the world premiere episode uh, will screen an English dub at this year's New York Comic Con event October 13th at 8pm uh, Eastern Time in the Javits Center Empire Stage. So anyone going to New York City Comic Con will actually get to see uh, an episode of this. Probably not me. Um... Crunchy uh, Roll will stream it in the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Ireland, and several other English-speaking countries at a later date. I mean, it's debatable whether or not they speak English in Ireland. So, this was, like, I just threw this in here because I was like, oh, cool, like, more my hero. There wasn't a whole ton of, like, super, like, engaging news, and um, but... I, I read a little further, and I got to this point, and I was like, oh, I'm glad I put this in here. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> because the magazine describes the story as this. Uh, the stage this time is the UA dormitory just before season five's Endeavor internship arc. The middle of winter, a hot and blustery cold battle is unfolding at uh, Heights Alliance. Third year, uh, Mirio Togata appears suddenly as the first years in Class A are bored during their ban from going outside. He brings with them a card game, UA Hero Battle, created by the support class. Each student picks cards and joins the fierce battle. There seems to be more to the game than meets the eye. At the end, who will emerge victorious? This is the Yu-Gi-Oh arc. I was just going to say, <laughs> is this going to be Yu-Gi-Oh and my hero? Okay, I'm, I dig it. Like, banish me to the Shadow Realm, daddy. Just so bizarre. Yeah. Um, but it sounds fun. I, um... I'm not sure if I'm going to be at New York Comic Con on that day, but I'm going to try and see if I can see it. I would like to go to New York Comic Con, but I will not know until like the day before if I'm going to be off for it. But we'll find out. Yeah. So um, if y'all are there and, and you see it, let us know. Yeah. Um, you can be our on-the-scene <laughs> reporters for Studio WEEB. Uh, up next in the news, the Pokemon franchise has uh, it's announced its first live-action series will premiere in Japan on October 19th and will star Nanase Nishino as the uh, drama's protagonist Madoka uh, Akagi. Um, I didn't know this was happening. I keep pretty much up onto Pokemon news. I feel like I saw a thing about it on, like... Reddit or something, but I didn't pay it too much attention. Um, the story is described as as thus. Uh, Madoka arrives in Tokyo to follow her dreams to become a creator, but finds herself struggling every day. One day, after almost 20 years, she tries to play Pokemon Red again. Uh-oh. Uh, which uh -oh. actually sounds yeah, that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, so, um, so yeah. I, it also sounds like they make just be kind of ripping off Digimon. Which, <laughs> like, story know. to do Pokemon, but... I'm that, cool with that. Yeah, I think that's fun. And with that, that brings us to Numbers with Dan. One Piece edition. Uh, so, obviously this is the uh, live-action One Piece episode, so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the numbers for it. Uh, Etura Oda's uh, One Piece live-action adaptation has been ranked number one on Netflix's global English-language television rankings for its first two weeks on the service. Uh, in its first week, it had 18.5 million views. Wow. Uh, with uh, 140 million hours viewed and an average runtime of 7.34 hours, which is pretty damn near the, the whole runtime of the, yeah. the series. What that basically means is most people who watched it binged the whole thing. Yeah. Um, the second week of the series had 19.3 million views, which means that it picked up more views, uh, with a total of 145 million hours and an average of the same runtime. So basically people are watching it in a weekend, yeah. uh, pretty much, um, more often than not, which is wild. Um, 
the first week it ranked uh, top 10 in 96 countries and ranked number one in 46 of them. The following week it ranked top 10 in 93 countries and ranked number one in 73 of them. So That's an interesting evolution there. Yeah, so I, it seems like a lot of people were checking it out, but what I glean from this is that, like, especially with like 73 of them being number one like people were specifically looking for it the second week absolutely um and and you even see that in the numbers like it picked up more viewers the second week um this is where it gets interesting though because it hasn't actually reached number one in the united states yet Mm. um the first week it ranked number two to who is aaron carter don't know um limited series is that like I have no idea what that is. Isn't wasn't he like a Backstreet That's boy or Aaron something? That's Aaron Carter. No. Um, uh, okay, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you serious or was that? Wait, no. Aaron Carter yeah, was the one who died. Aaron Carter died. Yeah. Yeah. How? His older brother was also a Carter, and and Mary... well, I assume they had the same last name. Yeah. yeah. No, he died recently. Oh, well, that's I guess sucks for him, but. Anyway, uh, by comparison, uh, R.I.P. Aaron's party. Um, by comparison, who is Aaron Carter limited series ranked number two uh, on the global English uh, television ranking of that same week with uh, ninety three or ninety million views uh, and fifteen million hours viewed with an average runtime of five hours and forty three minutes. Um, so interesting, like it beat, it did better in the U S but overall was number two in the world. Right. Um, and basically the same thing happened second week, um, with, uh, Virgin River season five, um, which, you know, just barely, uh, beat it out, but lost globally. I I haven't even heard of Aaron Carter or I haven't heard of either of these things before, but I know Um, what one piece is. Yeah. So, uh, interesting. Well, I'll be curious to see how it does in week three. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's worth saying at this point, it has now been confirmed for a second season. Absolutely. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what that second season might be when we do dive into the meat and potatoes. But before then, I have a little bit of news to talk about myself. Uh, first up on the news block, Bandai Namco Entertainment revealed during the Nintendo Direct live stream that it will release a game based on the Spy Family anime titled Spy Anya uh, Operation Memories for Nintendo Switch next year. Uh, In the daily life sim, players control Anya with the goal of completing a photo diary for homework. Players can go on outings, play minigames to get costumes and dress up characters. Other characters from the series such as Lloyd, Yor, Damien, Becky, Yuri, and Fiona appear. Um, The anime's second season will premiere on October 7th on the TV Tokyo, TV Osaka, Aichi, Setoichi, Hokkaido, and TV Kyushu broadcasting channels. Uh, at 11 p.m., all that means is that it is playing everywhere. Um, the Geki Joban Spy Family Code White film will open on December 22nd, uh, and that will be an all-new work with an original story. Um, you so gonna get this game? I might. I don't know. Like, I like a good, you know, kind of like. Um, What's the word? Like Animal Crossing style, kind of like chill life sim game, you know? So if it's like that, yeah, absolutely. Um, but realistically, I'm just more, I'm excited for more Spy Family to come out, you know? Like yeah. we got games, we got new, we got season two, we got a movie coming out. So it's all good stuff. I'm really, really happy about it. Um, oh, side note, um, maybe we'll talk more about it next week. I also learned 
that there's a really big Monwa. Two actually really big Monwa coming out, because we know that Solo Leveling's coming out soon. Right. But there's another one, I think it's called A Returner's Magic Should Be Special or something like that. Hmm. But it, it's huge. Uh, and I didn't realize it's actually one of the anime coming out next season. Okay, great. Maybe we'll so, talk more about that next week. Yeah, so Spy Family plus more. We got a lot of fun, fun stuff coming in the fall for y'all. Absolutely. Next up, uh, Adult Swim's Toonami Programming Block announced that the Fully Cooly Shoegaze anime will premiere on, a, on September 30th. Production IG USA confirmed on Twitter that Toonami will air the third and final episode of Fully Cooly Grunge. On Saturday, meanwhile, Toonami streamed a commercial for Fully Cooly Shoegaze on Facebook. Um, Fully Cooly Grunge and Fully Cooly Shoegaze are two new seasons of the Fully Cooly anime. The pillows are providing music for both anime. By the way, they are fantastic if you've never listened to them before. Uh, Jason DeMarco, creative director of Toonami and senior vice president of action and anime for Warner Media, is going to be the executive producer, while production IG USA's Maki Terashima Furuta... Um, is the producer for both series. Uh, Hitoshi Takekio is directing Fully Cooly Grunge at Mont Blanc Pictures, and the CGI anime centers on three teenagers who graduated and have started working. The anime has a theme of uh, the feeling of being an adult. Um, Yutaka Umimura is directing Fully Cooly Shoegaze at Production IG and Nut. Love them. Um, the anime takes place 10 years after Fully Cooly Alternative and will center on a high school boy and girl. Now, best point, Dan, uh, how tuned into you are, are, are the, the Fully Cooly universe are you? Uh, I watched it on Adult Swim as a kid. Okay, so you have not seen any of the sequel series. You're in largely the same position as I am, although I have seen um, Fully Cooly Alternative. I remember uh, there was a robot, and he got hit in the head with a guitar a lot. He did, yeah. Um, Fully Cooly was a very groundbreaking coming-of-age anime. What I gather from the sequel series is that it kind of continues that theme of coming-of-age where we're expanding upon not just your high school years, but your early adolescent adult you know post high school era where you're kind of learning to interact with the world and becoming an adult and who you are as a person all that is very important and deep and meaningful but the reason why i decided to cover this story is because of the name of the new season shoegaze shoegaze have you ever heard of shoegaze before best boy we're getting really deep into some weird territory no it sounds like a weird like sneakerhead thing okay that's interesting that you say that no shoegaze is actually a it's a genre of music uh it's a like a genre of like alternative rock oh shoegaze shoegaze yes it's shoegaze um no it's it's it's, it's funny, and we're going off on a weird tangent here, but I, I have to make you understand this because otherwise I sound like a psychopath. Um, shoegaze is a type of like progressive alternative metal or rock music, and it's called shoegaze because um, it relies on basically uh, the guitarists use a lot of pedal effects, so they're constantly looking at their pedals on the floor, which makes it look like they're gazing at their shoes. Mm. Um, that is where shoegaze comes from. Uh, this is a sample of what it sounds like. So it has like a lot of those like distorted kind of you know mm. pedal effect sounds. Um, and it, it was just such a deep cut because like 
you know, fully coolie, you have progressive, you have alternative. Those are normal things. Oh, You've got grunge, yeah. right? Okay, grunge is kind of normal. Shoegaze is a super deep music nerd cut. Yeah, yeah. And I needed to address that because almost as much of an anime nerd as I am, I am also a very deep music nerd, especially when it comes to very obscure alternative rock genres. Um, wake me up for uh, FLCL pop punk. Mm. <laughs> Also, another thing we should talk about with while we're on the subject of Fully Cooley, um, with this new series, Fully Cooley Grunge and also Fully Cooley Shoegaze, they've gone full CGI. Um, oh, I And it is that. very polarizing. I have not seen it myself, um, but it looks very similar to kind of what they did with uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone uh-huh. complex, um, which I'm not a fan of visually. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind. If you're into Fully Cooley, it is now all CG all the time. I would also watch FLCL Emo. I would wa- yeah, I would watch Fully Cooley Emo, totally. It's, it's also fall, so it's like emo music season. Right, yeah. I would watch, like, Fully Cooley Grindcore or, like, Fully Cooley, like... Mumblecore. Mumblecore, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're moving on because we're getting... We, we the shark has been jumped. Fully Cooly Ska. Fully. Oh, I would watch the shit out of Fully Cooly Ska. Watch like a little robot aggressively play the trumpet and oh, skank at the same god. time. Oh my god. Oh my god. I need some skanking. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man, it just made myself sad because I just remembered the trumpet player from Streetlight Manifesto died recently. Bummies. Anyway, um, rest in power. G Kids announced that it will screen the anime film of Shinichi Ishika, uh, Shinichi Ishizuka's. Blue Giant manga in select North American theaters on October 8th and 9th. Uh, the Japan Society will host the North American premiere in New York on October 6th with the film's composer Hiromi Uehara in attendance. We haven't gotten our inv- invitation in the mail yet. We're still waiting for it. We're sure it's coming. Um, but the film opened in Japan on February 17th and it earned 116,561,000 yen, which is equal to about $867,000. In its first three days, the film has earned over 1 billion yen as of April 9th. Um, Yuzuru Tachikawa, who did Death Parade and all three seasons of Mob Psycho 100, as well as Decadence, directed the film at Studio Nut, love that name, Number eight, the editor of the Blue Giant manga and the story director for the Blue Giant Supreme manga wrote the screenplay. Toho Animation is distributing the film and world-renowned pianist (laughs) Uehara composed the original music that the film's in-story jazz trio Jazz performs and also played the piano for the character Yuki Norisaobe. Um... Saxophonist Tomoaki Baba played the saxophone for the character Dai, and Shun Ishikawa, the drummer for Millennium Parade, uh, played the drums. Yeah, I knew there was a name hey. there you'd recognize. There it is. <laughs> plays the drums for Shunji Tamada. Um, Seven Seas Entertainment is publishing Ishizuka's 10 volume Blue Giant manga series. Um, and it describes a story thusly. Miyamoto Dai, a student with a taste for basketball, changes his life the first time he sees a live jazz performance. The incredible music strikes a chord deep inside him, and he immediately cho- uh, decides to dedicate himself to the saxophone. He has no skills, no formal training, and no idea what he's up against, but his obsession drives him to play that instrument day after day. Will passion be enough to become the player of his dreams? Um... That last sentence isn't, like, really a sentence, but it sounds nice. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Jazz the anime. Yeah. You know? And yeah. it's not Cowboy Bebop this time. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, Blue Period, but Blue Giant. And not yeah, like kind Blue of. Lock. No, not like Blue Lock. Very different from Blue Lock. Although and that would be very, interesting. Very different than Blue Gender. Very, yes. Imagine <laughs> if they did like a Blue Lock, but with jazz, where they just locked a bunch of musicians in like a building and made them play jazz. If and if lose, they didn't you play good, never play jazz If they again. didn't play good jazz, they didn't get to eat dinner. <laughs> I think that's just called music theory class in high school. Oh, jeez. <laughs> anyway, speaking of music theory class in high school, um, that does it for our anime news this uh, this segment. Uh, let us know what you think. Are you a music theory student who is currently trapped inside a school building in a small town in Long Island, New York? Um, <laughs> this episode is so hyper-specifically <laughs> exactly. for you. This episode is for you and you alone. Um no, are you a fan of shoegaze, or are you going to be watching the new Fully Cooly show? Uh, let us know what you think. Um, you know, I won't ask you about One Piece, because we're going to talk about that later. But you can hit us up on Instagram at bestboys underscore pod, or you can send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. You can't find us on Twitter anymore, because Twitter is dead, but we would love to hear from you. Uh, and with all that being said, I think it's time for us to dive right on into the meat and potatoes of this week's episode. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. My fortune is yours for the taking, but you'll have to find it first. I left everything I own in one piece. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for one piece, the treasure that would make their dreams come true. Yo! Don't give it up, Luffy. Don't give it up, Zola. Don't give it up, Navi. The story goes, we find out by the treasure in the grand line, there's no doubt. The pirate whose eye is on it, he'll sing, I'll be king of the pirates, I'm gonna be king. His name is Luffy. That's Monkey D. Luffy. Gonna be king of the pirates. He's made of rubble. How did that happen? Yo, ho, ho, he took a bite of gum gum. He's just like a samurai and a L-A-D-Y Nami's not shy Usopp's doing that marksman thing Sanji's cooking, Chopper's doctoring Dio, 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 Dio Since Silver One Piece is the name of the treasure In the Grand Line his name's Yolo. <laughs> Not Yolo. Wow. Yolo. His name's, what is it? His, his name's, name's Zolo. No, his name's Zolo. He's like a oh, samurai Zoro, yeah. and is L-A-D-Y. I don't know. I don't know. That's the rap. Nami's his L-A-D. But she's not, though. No. And a L-A-D-Y Nami's not shy. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. I didn't watch this version of One Piece. Oh, no. This is from, like, the... Um, the English version. Four Ruben. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> So I think that's actually a great place to to start the meat and potatoes of yeah, the episode, absolutely. which meat is uh, that we are doing a review of uh, the One Piece live action series on Netflix. Yes. Um, we have best person, Kat, joining us for this. Hello, hello. Here hey. I am. She's, they're here. Yeah. We're all here. Uh, <laughs> um, so we we all kind of come to One Piece from pretty different experiences. Best yeah. person, Cat, 
what is your experience with One Piece leading up to watching the, the live action? Yeah, I think um, my experience with One Piece happens in the 90s. <laughs> Back in the uh, 1900s? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, where I was, I felt very lucky if I was able to find any anime to consume. And so when they started playing One Piece I, on four kids, yeah, four kids, because yeah. I didn't have cable, so there was, that, it was the, also one where they did Pokemon too. Yeah, that yeah. was one of the notorious uh, where they changed the ones. rice balls to donuts. And well, for uh, One Piece, they changed all of like uh, Sanji's cigarettes to like lollipops. Yes, so yeah, 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 I remember which that. Which yeah. is better? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like One Piece didn't make me want to smoke the way that like. Cowboy Bebop did. Cowboy Bebop made smoking look cool. I feel like One Piece just it was just a part of his character. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, know. he looks pretty cool in the live action smoking. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, or he's smoking in the live action. Hey! <laughs> no, we'll talk about that topless scene in a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's Zoro. He's the sexy one. Um Ooh, okay. Anyway, uh, we can fight about that later. We will. Uh, but so, do you remember, like, the storyline, like, from then? So, my memories um, are very limited, because this was so long ago for me. I remember the main characters' names. Um, I don't... I don't think I've ever finished the first season, I'll be okay. honest. Okay, that's fair. Um, because it was one of those things... Like the first season is like 100 episodes long, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah, but also it was one of those things where if you missed the episode, that was it. Because yes. it, it aired like, Yeah, it weekly. aired well, a different time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were no reruns. <laughs> you that, see, so. kids, <laughs> television used to air linearly. Once yeah. upon a time... <laughs> Back in the day... <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I remember the that he wants to be the pirate king, and they go around being piratey or something. Okay, yeah, very That's general. A, a, a good entry yeah. point. Absolutely. Yeah, best boy Justin. So I came to One Piece much later in life. Um, I actively avoided it for a very long time because <laughs> I was like, oh, it has it has a thousand episodes. I'm never going to watch this. So why I will just like pretend it doesn't exist. And now we have a podcast where we talk about anime. So I can't legally pretend it doesn't exist <laughs> because it's one of the most popular anime on the face of the planet. Um, so about a year, a year and a half ago, I started watching it very on and off. So like I would watch maybe five, ten episodes and then stop, five, ten episodes and stop. And I was doing it very differently from how I watched Naruto because when I watched Naruto, I didn't know that filler was a thing. I just thought some episodes sucked. <laughs> um <laughs> But it turns out that those episodes have nothing to do with the story. Um, but no, watching One Piece, I have been skipping the filler episodes. Um, I am currently on, I believe, episode like 100 and like 30 something. So I'm like 13% of the <laughs> way through the anime. <laughs> Um, but I am, I'm in the Skypea arc, for those of you who are One Piece fans and do know where to locate within that uh, narrative. Um, but yeah, prior to that, I did not watch the four kids version. I didn't know about the one piece rap until best person cat showed it to me. <laughs> um, I was aware of Nami because of reasons and that was really it. Um, can, can I also just add that I wasn't aware that there was a version where that one piece rap wasn't a thing. Yeah, no, absolutely not shocked. a thing in the version that I was exposed to. Um, 
But yeah, I basically, I came to it because, you know, I was like, all right, I'll, I have this anime podcast. I might as well know something about One Piece. Yeah. So I started watching it. Best Boy Dan, what is your experience with One Piece? <coughs> um, so, One Piece is, is a little weird for me. This will, this will be a tale. So, I being old, I used to actually read the Shonen Jump magazine, as we've talked about before. So, that was, like, my first interaction with it. So, I definitely read it as a kid and just kind of jumped in in the middle of a story somewhere. Right. Don't really remember that. Um, but, uh... I, I picked it up again as a manga, like, maybe like 10 years ago, and kind of slowly made my way through it. So it was my beach manga for a while. I would pick up a... Beach manga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would pick up a... a it's thematic. A, they yeah. have like a three... It works. Uh, volume set you can buy at like you know Barnes and Noble. Oh, kind of like like a mini omnibus almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I would buy those and like every summer when I would go to the beach, like I would bring that with me and I would read uh, One Piece. Right. And like over the years, I made my way through the arcs. Um, and I was thinking about this and and why that it, the story didn't really grab me at that point, and I was thinking that it was the cadence in which I was reading it, because it was, like, really, like, there wasn't a regularity to it. It was, like, no. in the summer and, yeah. like, when I could make it to the beach, um, which when I used to be younger and freelance was a lot more often, because I would just, like, not work for stretches of time. Um, but I would read it in, in chunks. Um, and so I, like, tried watching the anime at one point, and it, it just didn't stick. And, and I actually made it to about where you are in the anime, but, like, kind of only have vague memories of all of it because I read it so disjointedly. Right. Um, that being said, after watching this show, spoiler, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it launched me into watching the anime again, so I'm on episode 75 now. Okay. Uh, I so think, I am about 7% of the way done. I think you're very right in that it is the type of show that has to be watched very linearly. So, like, you can't just watch bits and pieces of it. If you just watch a couple, like, two, one episode at a time, two episodes at a time, you're not going to get drawn in. Like, it took me, and I hate it when people say this about anime. It's, like, my worst, like, <laughs> my biggest ick is when they're like, oh, yeah, you just got to watch the first 30 episodes and then it gets good. But, like, this is the actual version of that. Like, you have to watch, like, huge chunks of this show to really get a feel for what it's about. Mm. Um, and I did, like, I, for the first, like, 20, 30 episodes, I was just watching it as, like, a chore for you know, background to have on it for this show. But it became, as I watched more of it, it I, I came to understand it more and, like, where, you know, the motivations and the stories lie. And I think that that's very important to how you kind of engage with a with a show like this. Yeah, so I, I think that actually leads in, in nicely to, to a, a few kind of details. So I'm going to kind of give a little bit of, of context. To, yeah, let's get some everyone. context. So... I love we, context. So we're. I want to start out by saying that this is not an extensive overview of, of One Piece by any means. It requires way more episodes than we even devoted to Gundam to kind of cover the impact and yeah. importance and, and everything regarding it. But we're going to give kind of like a brief overview of it contextually in the world so you kind of have a little bit uh, more of an idea of how 
impactful this work is. Um, so it is the best selling manga of all time. Period, yes. End of story. It has sold no over a half billion volumes. Ooh. Yeah, that's real. That doesn't include its. It, that doesn't include its serialization in magazines or anything. That's yeah, just that volumes. Is just wow. the printed volumes, of which there are a hundred and six of. So, so when we <laughs> when we talk about like how it, it takes a while to get into. The story of the live action show goes through Arlong Park, which is most of the East Blue arc. Yeah, that's like the first Which is the preamble to the story, yeah. essentially. It is eight episodes or eight hours in Netflix. It is a hundred chapters in the manga, and it is about 55, 60 uh, episodes of the anime. Yeah. Um, just to get started. Just just to get into the grand line, <laughs> um, which is where the story like really takes place. Um, so it, it is a very slow moving story, and we talked about this earlier in the show too. Like it is not like the episodes are paced as an hour episode or a twenty minute episode, but the telling of this story, I think. Oda said we've only just passed halfway, mm -hmm. like, recently. Yeah. <laughs> so, and there's, like, a thousand episodes out, so... Yeah. Um, so, I can tell you exactly, there is... Over a thousand. One thousand and seventy-six as of the recording Jeez. of this. <laughs> so I'm even... L I'm less than... 13% through yeah. the anime. And I've watched 130 <laughs> episodes. Um... So yeah, so so that's a little bit of context. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Echiro Oda. Um, we should, and be before we do that, I need you to pronounce his name correctly. It's Echiro. Echiro Oda. Echiro Thank Oda. You. There you go. <laughs> um, the, it's E I I C H. Yeah. E I in Japanese makes an A sound. Yeah. Echiro. So Echiro Oda was born on January first. Uh, oh. January 1st, New Year's, baby. Yeah. Uh, 1975. This mom's New Year's sucked. <laughs> Kumamoto, Japan. At the age of four, he resolved to become a manga artist in order to avoid having to get a real job. He has described his biggest influence as Akira Toriyama in his Dragon Ball series. At the age of 17, Oda submitted his work to Wanted and won several awards, including second place at the coveted Tezuka Award. That got him a job at the Weekly Shonen Jump magazine, where he originally worked as an assistant manga artist and assistant to Shinobu Kaitani's series uh, Suizan's Police Gang before moving to Masaya Tokuhiro on uh, Jungle King. Uh, and... Uh, which gave him uh, unexpected influence on his artistic style. At the age of 19, he began working as an assistant to Nobuhiro Watsuki on Roroni Kenshin. Um, <laughs> for winning the Hopstep, uh, before winning the Hopstep Award for New Manga Artist. During this time, Oda drew two pirate-themed one-shots called Romance Dawn, uh, which is the name of the first arc, yeah. uh, uh, which was published in Akamaru Jump and Weekly Shonen Jump, uh, respectively. Uh, Romance Dawn uh, featured Monkey D. Luffy as the protagonist. Luffy. Luffy. I'm, I'm going to mess that up the whole episode because yep. I'm awful. It's okay. Um, <laughs> We're all hacks and frauds here. Who then became the protagonist of One Piece. In 1997, One Piece finally began serialization in Weekly Shonen Jump and became, as you know, the most popular manga in Japan and the best-selling manga of all time. Um, so a little bit of backstory on him. 
Um, it's been running since then. The anime started in 1999 and has been running since then. And that's kind of like what leads us into the live action. Um, so we have a whole bunch to talk about. I have all of the people who worked on it. I think we should probably just jump into Bob and kind of work our way outward from there. Okay. We're okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're going to have to adjust the point values. We have three people. Bob was designed for two people. My my opinion doesn't count. Your opinion uh, counts for <laughs> a lot. We did this before, actually, um, because we come up with the categories together. Um, that so it's the subjective the part that we need. Yeah, and we gave we each take five points and we give our guests ten points. Okay, yeah, that works. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so Bob has been reconciled. Yeah, so, um, so we've explained part of it. Best Boy Justin, would you like to explain the full breakdown of, of Bob for our guests? Yeah, so uh, Best Person Cat. Bob is the official Best Boy's official rating system. Uh, Bob doesn't stand for anything. It's short for Robert. Um we just, that's the name of it. Yeah, that's that's, that's the name, it's Bob. Um, in Bob, uh, <laughs> visuals for an anime count for 25 points. Uh, that includes animation and character design. Sound counts for 25 points, um, and that encompasses OP and ED, score, sound design, and voice actors. Um, the story is worth 30 points, uh, including writing, concept, and uh, character development. And the subjective category is where me and Best Best Boy Dan get to like assign our own subjective, not quite uh, explainable points. Um, but for having Best Person Cat with us, you will have um, ten points, and Best Boy Dan and I will each have five. Good. I have a question. I have an sure. answer. Um, as this is a live action. How will we be adjusting the visuals points in terms of animation? Yeah. So, we're so gonna visuals be... will encompass anything with, regarding production design. So yeah. set design, effects, CGI, design, uh, CGI, um, makeup, costumes, a anything in the kind of visual spectrum. Right? Yeah. Um, it is also worth pointing out um, that uh, these metrics have really no bearing. <laughs> The points are all made up, and none of this matters. Yeah, um, it's just a way of kind of like structuring our thoughts on on the show. I don't know. I feel like the, it is kind of weighted. When when we first came up with it, I was kind of adamant about the story being having more points than anything else because I feel like the story mm. is more important. Um, I do think it's interesting how high we rated sound, especially for this. But uh, there's plenty to talk about. With yeah, absolutely. To, to this as well. So, but let's go in order. Let's start with visuals. Yeah, um, visuals. Uh, best person, cat. Any thoughts? Uh, I think that they pretty accurately captured the realm, right? Yeah. That one piece. One piece takes place in, uh, in terms of just the aesthetic. The character design, every little piece in detail. Yeah. I didn't find any of it really distracting, other than a few moments where I thought the CG could be better. Okay, do you have any examples? I'm, I'm, ex I'm interested to hear. Uh, there were a couple of moments where... Um, now you got me wanting to say it wrong. Uh, <laughs> you weaseled it into my brain. Wait, which one? What? Um, Luffy. Oh, Luffy. you were gonna say Luffy? Yeah, Luffy. yeah, Luffy. Luffy. Oh God, 
damn it. <laughs> um, so there were a couple of moments where Luffy was like stretching his arms. Okay, yeah. And it, that just, it had like early 2000s kind of effects. It is on par with like Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic yeah, Four movies. I would agree with that absolutely. For better or worse, I think. One thing I want to draw our attention to as we're talking about the visuals, um, casting. I guess is something we can talk about with visuals because okay. do they look their part? Thank goodness. Um, no, honestly though. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I want to. I want to know what your thoughts are. Um, I was very hesitant because in terms of just anything live action, I'm always a bit hesitant. Um, I think they did a pretty stellar job. Yeah. With the casting. Okay. Um, especially afterward, when I found out that the actors did the majority of their own stunts mm -hmm. and Sanji did his own cooking yeah Sanji did his own cooking yeah but like um, even the, um, and forgive me for not knowing his actual name the person who plays <laughs> Zoro um, like trained his entire life yeah, yeah. so <laughs> this is, this is so a really good you. time to talk about about him yeah um, so the actor's name is McKenyu um Who's actually probably the most well-known actor in uh, in the production? Yeah, um, he was uh, previously Scar in the live-action Full Metal Alchemist. Um, he was Roroni Kenshin in that, and recently was uh, in the live-action Saint Seiya as the titular character. Um, he is the son of Sony Chiba. Yeah, who is like a huge like. Um, like Japanese film, like kung fu, like yeah. If you um, if you've watched like old school like Japanese martial arts movies, yeah. there's a pretty good chance you saw Sonny Chiba in one of those movies. He is like royalty in those types um, of movies. If you haven't and you've seen Kill Bill, he plays Hitori Hanzo in that. Yes, um, but he, like, and I think that's a great place to to get into like. Uh, casting I, decisions. I, I we're definitely going to spend a lot more time on visual because I have a lot to say on that regard. Okay, that's fine. Um, jumping off into casting, like th that's what sells the show, and and I think kind of the the point I want to start off on is that this show was an incredible tightrope to walk, and I think what makes it such an, a successful adaptation. Uh, and that's like a really important lens to look at it from is that One Piece is not just an anime. It is a bizarre fucking anime. It is very strange. It is a very... One of the things that makes it so legendary is how well fleshed out the world is. They have a lot to work from, but it is peculiar and it is not like anything you have ever seen in any other movie or television show or property ever. It is and if I can interject for just a moment one of the things that makes One Piece especially when we're talking about the characters so unique is that Oda Sensei he draws characters in shapes right there are categories of shapes that Oda draws his characters in you have like most like big macho men are the upside down triangle right so they have the broad shoulders Thin waist, and they like they look like upside down triangles. Women are drawn as hourglasses. There are characters who are drawn as circles, but like Oda draws people in ways that people do not exist. Yeah. So 
casting for this show would have been incredibly difficult to translate that. And I feel like they walked a very fine line and they did a good job walking a tightrope of making things that would be recognizable to longtime fans of the property without making it like doing it so that they had to wear ridiculous costumes, you so, know? So that's that's the point I'm ultimately landing at is that they walk this tightrope, right? This is a fantastical world in every sense of the word. And they went for it. Yeah. Right? Like they they went whole ham, we're going for it. Even if it's weird, we're gonna play it a hundred percent straight like the anime, but live. And and that fearlessness is, I think, the only thing that let it succeed. Yeah. And they had to succeed, too, because One Piece, this isn't like, you know, you have a lot of anime adaptations. And I guess the closest that would come to this one would be Cowboy Bebop. But even Cowboy Bebop, which is one of my favorite anime of all time, doesn't come anywhere near the type of um, hysteria, for lack of a better word, that One Piece has. If you messed up this live action like you're done there's no there's no recovering from it people are so crazy for one piece one piece is so popular that this is the one live ad live action adaptation that they had to get right and i feel like they knew that going in yeah and and i think that's represented a lot in how it was kind of like treated by the cast and crew yeah. um so i know that uh oda senpai like specifically blessed um inyake um what's his last name uh godoy mm -hmm. um who plays uh luffy because when he met him he was like oh this is the only person on earth who like is this character and like I, I watched like a video of him giving a tour of like his ship and like even when he's not in character like He's Luffy. Yeah. It's not much of a deviation. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's just such that kind of like unflinching like optimism is like is is so specific and so hard to pull off without and making it just cheesy. Might I add, there's a added complexity with Luffy's character in terms of his positivity and um, zeal or zest for life borders on manic yeah it does absolutely oh for sure like and it's just we're lucky he's a good guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know that's yeah. True. <laughs> and i think that that's a super thin line to walk and his character really did it for me when he gives that huge grin mm -hmm. you can see that mischief in his eyes yeah. as well and that's something that's very important to this show too because it has to come across this way in a live action because there are so many ways in the anime and the manga that you can get that across without having to necessarily fall back on the way a person looks, right? Because the 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 manga and the anime do things that you can't do in real life, right? But yeah, you can in order to like keep it, scenes where you like express a, a yeah. insane emotion, but. Like, through a comic lens right. that you can't do in real life. But in order to keep the, the live action grounded in re, in the real world, they need to have an actor, you know, who completely kind of embodies this. Um, and I feel like, um, you know, Inyaki Godoy does such an amazing job at that. Really, really excellent casting decision. All of the casting in this is phenomenal. Um, 
Which we should we should talk about too. Um, so casting was done by Libby Goldstein, who has won five Emmys, and uh, Junie Lowry Johnson. Um, they worked together on Yellow Jackets, True Blood, Six Feet Under. Um, I, I think why don't just to kind of like knock it out, why don't we kind of go down the list of the main characters? And, yeah, and kind of just like briefly give uh, some thoughts on them. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, Inyake Godoy, um, who I also want to point out, him and um, Sanji, uh, Taz Schuyler, both do the voices for uh, the Spanish dub. That's uh, phenomenal. For their characters. Oh, that's great. Which I love. And uh, on that note, too, um, all of the anime uh, voice actors from the Japanese cast um, do the dub for the Japanese dub on Netflix. Great. Yeah, so uh, just great decisions all around uh, uh, regarding the voice acting casting, too. Um, we have also talked about... Uh, oh, so uh, Luffy, just, you know, I think we've all talked about already wonderful casting, kind of the embodiment, and really what sells the show, too, right? Like, he... The way he plays everything so straight like makes you believe him yeah um we have uh Roranoa Zoro who is Mikenyu who is hot Zoro who is uh oh god so hot <laughs> who is I from what I understand the most um controversial character because he's like kind of the biggest departure from the anime because he's like yeah, he's very edgelordy in this right he is and like it's funny because I feel and we were talking about this earlier when we were watching it Zoro in the live action reflects more the people who like Zoro than the, the Zoro in the anime because the people who like Zoro are edgelords, right? I like Zoro, okay? <laughs> I like Zoro from a, for a different reason <laughs> than most people do, and we'll get to that. But, like, the Zoro in the anime and the manga, he's kind of goofy. He's sleeping all the time. He's always getting lost, which is my favorite thing about him. He's, he has no sense of direction, and it is the 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 number one cause behind like ninety five percent of the filler arcs is just Zoro getting lost somewhere. Um, but yeah, I feel like the live action he's way edgier, um, but that kind of plays to maybe the kind of. Um, demographic that tends to be like super into because like he's got the samurai swords he wears the mask he's the fucking he's the edgelord dude yeah. he still gets his funny quips and, and him and, and Sanji are great together yes they are it. Um, I I think he's great um, people were like upset that he's you know allegedly getting paid more but like he's he's a big star right now yeah comparatively uh, might I add? Louder. Not only might you, but you must. <laughs> might I add? Um, I don't know if anyone else caught these intonations, but there are some, there are some possible queer intonations about his character in the live action okay. that that I will say is probably all fictitiously based upon people like me. <laughs> But there's a word for people. <laughs> <laughs> Degens. Yeah, it's called Fujoshi. It's <laughs> a degenerate woman. But there are definitely some lines. Oh. That, they leave it a little ambiguous because it's it's fun and it's interesting. But um, 
I just enjoyed that aspect of the game. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I, I maintain I really want Luffy, Sanji, and Zoro to be a throuple. Okay, I dig it. I'm into it. I ship, I ship the three would, of them it would together. Work. It, would, it would work. Nah, I like it. <laughs> too, many, too many conflicting personalities. Yeah, too many too swords. You got, you got too many swords in the polycule. You can't have it. You can never have too many Do swords. not bring your swords in the polycule. Um, That's the one rule. The one rule. <laughs> Up next, we have Anami, played by Emily Rudd, oh, who we God. just watched in uh, the Fear, Fear Street, Street Fear Street. Um, okay. I have things to say about this. Okay, go because ahead. when I first saw the adver- the ads, like the the casting ads, where they have like the little promotional videos, I did not like her for Nami. All right, first episode, meh, I was lukewarm. Second episode, they put her in an outfit that Nami wears in the anime, and I was sold. Like, let's get married, like right now. Um, um you w- have you seen any videos with her? What do you mean, like like in real life? No. Oh, oh my god! A total weep. You would love her. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's we're, like she we're getting is, married in the spring, or yeah. She is the biggest nerd in the cast, <laughs> and like any time there's ever like any anime related questions, they go to her. Like they just she, default. They default to her. <laughs> That's awesome. And she like just like her favorite anime is Made in Abyss. That explains a lot. Uh, yeah. That does. Yeah. 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 Um, she has a dynamic range, um, and especially because we did just see her in something else. We were watching Fear Street, and I said aloud, "Why do I feel like I've seen this actor very recently, but <laughs> but like in something that she's done more recently?" And like I couldn't figure it out until Dan was like, "It's Nami." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I. So, my my only thing about Nami is that I'm a little sad that in this arc we don't get to see her more fun side. I swear to God, I thought you were going to say her boobs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, this, I mean, this is this is Nami's arc, right? Yeah, Like, the absolutely. East Blue is, is Nami's story. And, and she plays, especially, like, some of the more serious moments, like, when she, like, asked uh, Luffy for, like, help and, and things like that, like, just so well. Like, her emotional range, like, she can play that so well. I'm excited to see what she brings to the character in season two, where she gets to be a little bit more funny, and, like, we get to see her, like, kind of, like, greed come out. Yeah. And, like, you know, yeah. charging, like, um... Zoro like interest on swords and things like that. Yeah. And I gotta say, for me, it's not really problematic at all because they only had eight episodes, mm-hmm. right, to tell the story. This is mainly her her arc. Um, and just going back to what you said about next season, her being more relaxed. This is like what leads into her being that way. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. No, it's great. It's all We're unnecessary. Get wonderful character development from her, and I and I think we even get that throughout the story from all of the characters too. Um, especially in in the next character, Usopp, uh, who is played by um, Jacob Romero Gibson. Yep. Um, what'd you guys think of Usopp? Again, another character I wasn't super fond of at first, but definitely grew on me. Um, as a little bit of a side tangent, my favorite character choice in this show <laughs> is actually his dad, Yasop, um, who shows up initially in like one of the earlier episodes where Luffy is like fighting with the pirates that like he... uh, in the flashback episode. Exactly. Also, yeah, the guy yeah, with the sorry. afro who shoots the gun off like the the ricochet and like it's the dude. Yeah, he's phenomenal. 
So Yashop is basically just like Gon's father. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> like kind of just like, oh hey, He's you're like, my son. See you later. Yeah. Being a pirate. <laughs> kind of like my dad. Being a pirate's so great, like, <laughs> I don't even want to be a father. Yeah, like why would you want to be a father when you could be a pirate? Yeah. Um, being illegitimate children is yeah. like the whole point of being yeah. a pirate. <laughs> you think you're the only one? I thought I thought his um, relationship with I forget her name because um, I don't have it on, Aya? on my list. Aya um, yeah. was was really good. I I thought that that really endeared that character to me in a way that I've never like really connected with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of that is owed to him. And and he he sells it in a way that makes you believe that these people would let him have his fantasies and play into it. Yeah. Right? Like, he has that kind of charm to it where you're like, I know you're full of shit, but you're just so adorable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I guess finally on the list, we have Sanji. Oh, um, could I actually add something about Usopp? Yeah. I, I insist. <laughs> I feel like um, there's a quality to his character stereotype that for me is very reminiscent to like, um, I'm sorry for all the young people, like Joxer the Mighty from Xena Warrior Princess. Oh, okay, yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. the campy comic relief. Yeah. Um, and you don't really get that character anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, because oftentimes it kind of can break the fourth wall. And I think a lot of other shows are busy trying to make things so realistic yeah. that they don't, they don't want any of that absurdity mm-hmm. anymore. Um, and kind of circling all the way back to the beginning that's what makes this series so unique is that it's unapologetically itself yeah yeah it 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 is it embraces the comedy as much as the drama the action the you know the ridiculousness everything yes um i i love taz skyler he is i did not like sanji at first through the course of his arc i absolutely fell in love with him and the more I learned about the actor and how he like started taking kickboxing classes and it became a hobby for him and he started taking cooking classes as soon as he got the role and how he continues to like cook for like the cast and crew Mm -hmm. like that level of dedication to the character like I love it and I think uh, also that six pack though yeah it's a good lord have mercy it's a good point time to talk about how like all of these, for the most part, these are not big name people, no. right? Like, uh, you know, McKenyu is pretty much the biggest name person in the cast, yeah, and not in not in America at all. And and I think that was a great choice. I think you know having people who want to grow these roles um, is really imperative to making this. Uh, long-lasting series yeah i think probably the only the only person the only actor that maybe a lot of western audiences are gonna like see and go oh i know that guy is is the guy who plays admiral garp vincent regan Hmm. um who was in 300 that was the only like because i was watching it with 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 my roommate best boy jamie and i was like i fucking know that guy who is that guy (laughs) and i looked it up and he was in 300 um, he was much younger back then because 300 was a long time ago. That's how time works. That's how time works. Yeah. Um, I used to be younger and now I'm not. 
Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of the a lot of these actors and actresses are less well known, and to 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 bring them on the screen for this incredibly beloved anime franchise, I think is a is a really good choice. And additionally, when someone becomes type when someone becomes typecast. Um, you know, they are often playing similar roles. Yeah. You bring to the show your preconceived notions or your expectations, right, of already... Like, if I'm going to go see something with The Rock in it... Yeah, you know I know yeah. what I'm getting. Like, yeah. I know who what what's going to be there. Um, and going in, not really knowing these people very well, I didn't have any of that. Right, I like, if Keanu Reeves was was in this show, you'd know who he was playing. Exactly. Right? Like, he would be playing Keanu Reeves dressed as a character in, the, in One Piece. <laughs> he, he would be Keanu Reeves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keanu Rogers. Reeves would play Mihawk. Mihawk, me, the only person in this show Keanu Reeves could play would be Mihawk. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, the, all, all the casting's great. Um, we also have Morgan Davies as Kobe, Aiden Scott as Hilmeppo. Um, who I love them together. Yeah, they're great. Um, and uh, I think that their kind of role in the show, uh, in the live action, I really like how it's handled. Um, Jeff Ward as Buggy is outstanding. Oh, phenomenal. Um, absolutely standout What else has Jeff Ward been in? No idea. Um, Why do I know? He's been in, like, some kind of, like, I don't think a ton of big things. Um... Peter Godot as Shanks is great, as um, Stephen Ward as um, Mihawk, um, Craig Fairbrass as Chef Zeph um, really brought, like, the emotion in the second uh, episode of, like, Sanji's story arc. Um, he was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., that's really it. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it, it just, like, outstanding casting choice. And, and I think that leads nicely into these people embody this world that they live in, but the world that they live in was done so well. Yeah. Like, they built too well for this. in some cases because <laughs> the communication snails are fucking unsettling. As they should be. They're so weird, dude. Uh, I, I love that they just don't say shit about it. They're just like, yeah, we use snails as telephones. Yeah, what? and they're fucking weird. <laughs> also, okay, they use snails as in-ear Bluetooth yes, devices. Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> those are. Yeah, that was that. That was actually not in the anime, and they added that, and I thought that was an interesting addition. It well that. That leads to the Mihawk introduction scene. Yeah. When he, like, takes the call from from Garp and then, like, just has the most anime introduction scene ever. Yeah. And, like, splits a fucking ship in half. Yeah, with, surrounded like, by explosions. Slash. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, they, they built um, a Going Merry. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it looks great. Because now, now we're, like, continuing with the visuals, we're getting into some set design stuff. Yeah. Um, the set design in this show is phenomenal. Uh, yeah. I love all, not just the Going Merry, all the boats in this show look f so fantastic. So good. Um, the um, the restaurant, uh, oh, Baratier, the Baratier, yeah. it was amazing. Um, 
Okay, that tiny little boat with just like the one room mm-hmm. giving me very cottage core vibes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, because it, it's a part of their evolution. Like they start in this really small, basically like one step above a rowboat, and then they kind of evolve and going, you know, to like an actual boat, like an actual pirate ship. You yeah. Know? Um, I think they get a new ship at some point. They do at some point, yeah. Not not that we're going to see in this Spoilers. live action. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it it is so well done. And then even on that note, like the, the makeup too, like the Arlong pirates, like the fish people. Oh, man, are yeah, the fishmen are great. Unbelievable. Um, you know, the costumes. Like we were talking earlier about... Um, uh, Garp's like, oh yeah, doghood, which is just like such a great way so, of taking that idea and bringing it to the stage. Best person, cat. Do you remember what Admiral Garp looked like in the anime at all? No. So Admiral Garp was a dog in the anime, like just a dog, like not like. Hey, do you got a picture of him? Oh, that's him. He had like a dog hat on. Yeah. Oh, there it is. There we go. So that's what he looked like in the anime. Um, like he's an actual person, but he wore, he wore like a dog like a head. Yes. Yeah. Head. Um, but in the end, like in the live action, they had like that little dog I, hood that he yes, wore. Yes. Yeah. And I really thought that was well done. I actually didn't interpret what he wore as a hood. I thought of it as like a helmet. Or a helmet. Yeah. yeah like like a a some sort of headpiece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just so this was a hundred million dollar production. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this is also probably a good time to point out that it was directed uh, by four different people. Uh, broken down into two episodes each, Mark Jobs did the first two. Um, he has also done uh, Daredevil and The Witcher. Uh, Tim Southam uh, did the second two episodes. Um, the uh, the Cat Pirate yep. uh, arc. Um who did uh, American Gods and Lost in Space. Emma Sullivan did uh, Five and Six, uh, who has directed some episodes of Doctor Who. And Joseph uh, Kubota Wadiaka. Uh, Wadika? That. Um, directed the last two, our Long Park episodes, uh, and they have done Narcos and Fear of the Walking Dead. Um, and I think this was an interesting way of, of doing it. Um, it makes sense. Yeah. After Obvious- having watched it. Yeah. Obviously, all the, the sets are kind of shared throughout, but everything has its kind of distinct looks to it. Like, the the buggy kind of pirates. Yeah. Like, realm is, like, very, like, dark and, like, crazy circus lighting. Mm-hmm. And um, Meanwhile, when you had, like, Usopp's... Arc, you was kind of almost like a like a mystery noir. Yeah, like you know, slasher you had, film. Yeah, like a slash. Well, literally a slasher film. Yeah, which is also a departure uh-huh. from the anime. But like, I like how that story played. No, out I thought it was screen. played out really well on screen. You know, you had like your kind of suspense scenes where like they're hiding in closets and stuff, and yeah. you had you know Zoro climbing out of the well. It was it was really well put together. I might say that to me, it makes sense that they had different directors do two episode chunks because happenstance that's how Dan and I consumed it was like yeah, two, we two watched episodes. it over two episodes, four nights, two episodes at, at a time. time and it felt right yeah. and um, 
now mm -hmm. having discovered that it's different people, I can also just see the different styles. Mm -hmm. They had different cinematographers for each uh, director, too. Mm -hmm. um, Makes sense. So, I, actually, that is probably how I would recommend consuming this. I think this is the perfect thing to watch over four evenings, two episodes at a time. Interesting. Because they, they all kind of, all the stories kind of tie together in those um, as well, too. Right. Um, so yeah. this this has to win for like costume design and like makeup design. Yeah. Well, while while we're talking about winning, um, let's let's return to Bob. Yeah. So, um, you know, we have twenty five total points uh, to give to visuals. What would you guys um, What would you guys give that? I'm gonna go. I'll start off because I'm the one who posed the question. It's only <laughs> right. Um, twenty four. I'm okay. taking one point off for the fucking snails because they're so weird. Uh, I should be giving an extra point because they're supposed to be weird, but they make me uncomfortable. Fair enough. I will give 26 because, okay. I, because I love the snails. Best person cat? 24. Because of those, like, th literally, like, three or four CG moments that, like, took me out of it for a sec. So okay. we're giving it 24 and a half, then. Oh, I think 24. Math. No, no, no. I, I'll, I'll concede to 24. 24, okay. So so we're giving, so the visual section But not above, because of the snails. Not because of the snails, <laughs> but because of the snails, is 24 on our, on Bob. Hashtag make Chopper a, a Muppet. If they had Chopper, Listen, this that could have pushed it over. The snails work because they're not CG. Yes. Yeah. They are practical effects. Fuck you, Lisa. They're puppets, and Lisa does puppets, and fuck Lisa. That's an inside joke for four people, and if you got it, you get it, and if you don't get it, just move on. Um, <laughs> next up, uh, we have sound. Yeah. Um, I guess we should start with the music, because the music has to be. Like, there are entire orchestras who put together concerts of the One Piece music, Um and I feel like they definitely did this justice um, with the music and the live action. Um, um, yeah, they they did um, uh, new music for it. Uh, Sonia Belusevin and Giona Ostinelli, um, both from The Witcher, uh, did the music for this. And they uh, incorporated some music from the anime as well. Well, and, there, there was a rendition of the original OP yeah, that they did. Um, and what is smart is they, not the rap. They wait, though they do the Arlong Park rap. They, they did. Yeah. That yeah. was great. Um, but uh, they wait until I think like the third episode when they're like actually like singing yeah, for yeah. the first time. Which was so smart to do to like hold it because for, it like, makes it impactful yeah, yeah absolutely and and having that discretion especially in a show that's like full of like just going wild is is so smart and the themes that they came up with for the characters uh and you know just the live action in general are great like it feels very in place and a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, and I think that's important, too, because I don't know, for, for those of you who have watched the anime, um, I don't know if you remember, like, the splash screens that would happen between the commercials, right? Each character, you know, depending on the episode, a certain character's wanted poster would flicker across the screen, and they would play a little tune, right? And each character had their own tune. And I feel like this, this the live action does a good job of each character having their own... Theme, right? You have like the Usopp song, you have like the Nami song, which is like a, a bunch of sexy saxophones. 
Um, what do you think of? Uh, just reminded me. What do you think of the wanted posters like flying in front of? Those people? are cool. Yeah, with the, with, with the with the flames in the 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 bounty amounts. Yeah, yeah. those are great. Yeah, um, every time someone with a bounty gets introduced, uh, their like bounty appears in front of them as like a piece of paper, and then they like destroy it in their kind of like own character driven way. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's a good way it's of a good introducing touch. everyone. Absolutely. Um, but sound wise, you know, for for a live action. Obviously, there is sound. Sound design is important, but maybe not necessarily as much as an anime because, yeah. you know, you have live action elements to it. But I think you know you have the 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 battle sounds feel impactful. Cannon shots are very you know. And I think you can even weigh in. You know, I think this is a good way to kind of take into the live action part of it of the character choices, right? Yeah. Like the way the characters play it. You know, normally that would be. In the voice acting um, but it, you know that is part of how, how they acted so I think we have to incorporate that into it as well absolutely um, I mean I don't know are we, are we ready to go for start start for the rating what do you what do you guys think <laughs> yeah yeah I, I think you know we've Sound. There's a little bit less to say. I, I started listening to the soundtrack, there's, and it's there's a lot to say, but there's comparatively <laughs> yeah. there's so much to say about everything. The soundtrack is phenomenal. Yes, I'm gonna go with a 24. Okay, best person cat. 24. 24. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll round that out with a 24. I think I think that's really well done. Uh-huh. Um. Moving on to the story. Now, I have a lot to say about the story here. Go for it. Um, because, obviously, it's a live action. It's eight episodes. They're cramming, what, 50 episodes worth of content in the anime into eight episodes of a live action. Mm-hmm. There, there are choices you have to make about the story. Um, one of the things I think that works really well is the way, in, in the anime, the, the story of Kobe and Helmeppo is told as kind of like... Um, it's not a filler, but it kind of feels like one. Where, like, after part of a major arc with the normal crew, you'll get an episode or two of Kobe and Helmeppo, right? Yeah. But they, in the live action, they incorporated it into the main storyline. I feel like that was a really good choice in order to keep the drama and the story kind of in the front of your mind, right? Mm. So, like, the story is not just about Luffy going for the Grand Line, right? The story is about Luffy and his relationships with the people around him and how he... how those relationships affect the wider world, right? Well, and and on that, too, like, all of... in changing that, right? Like, I know that a lot of people are not happy about the whole Garp thing. I never got to the point with the reveal of him. Yeah. Um, but it happens so early on in in this that it just makes sense in the story to me. Yeah. Um, the Gar- Garp battle at the end a little like, eh. But I think, you know, having Kobe like come in and really, and having him deliver the wanted poster at the end to um, Luffy, like really kind of wraps their story up nicely and to me honestly is a little bit better way of handling it than, okay. than in the manga because um, it just kind of like tells it, it just kind of like wraps that character up and gives them a little bit more importance into Luffy's story as well mm-hmm. um, but also I love um, Helmeppo I think they're just so good together yeah, I think there are some negatives too that we should talk about. Um, I think the introduction of Mihawk 
was better in the anime than it is in the live action. Um, and for for those of you who are who don't remember or aren't familiar or whatever, um, the way Mihawk is introduced, he kind of is in the middle in the in the live action. Okay, he he's introduced fighting Don Krieg, right? Who is in the live action depicted as kind of like a nobody, right? He's Mihawk is fighting him, he kills him, and then he goes to find Luffy. But in the in the anime, there's actually a whole arc around that where they first meet Sanji. And Don Krieg actually attacks the Baratier, and there's like a whole like battle between between Luffy and me and and Don Krieg, where like Don Krieg is like the the most the strongest person he has faced to this point, right? So like Luffy's really struggling, and then out of nowhere comes Mihawk. Mihawk is like this mysterious interloper who comes. He's riding a, a ship that looks like a coffin. He's a weirdo. And, like, Sanji obviously immediately recognizes him, and that's where their whole their battle comes from. And I feel like I, that kind of lended more to Mihawk's character than the way he's portrayed in the live action. It Well, it in that scenario, it, like, lends this element of fear, right? Like, yeah. the, oh, holy shit, there's this new power scaling that we had no idea about, and it came out of nowhere, and... You just don't know when that's going to happen in this world because it could happen at any time. Yeah. Um, that said, the way they introduce him is the way they introduce awesome. him was good, but I feel like it was better done in the anime. That's fair. I was going to say that I had some issues with the way that Sanji was introduced. Okay. Um, and it might be because I'm chronically exhausted that perhaps I wasn't paying good enough attention, but I felt like in that episode, I didn't really understand why Luffy and Sanji started bonding. Because mm-hmm. he know? ate his food. I, no, I understand. Yeah. He ate his food and he had appreciation for his food. And and sure. So the real so answer, though... It, it felt a little forced. So that is one thing that I've heard criticism about is because, and because this is only eight episodes and you are cramming so much story into it, you don't get to establish things. Like, they they kind of briefly mention it, but from what I understand of Sanji, like, one of his core tenets is don't waste food. Yeah. And, like, it, it, that's a big part of his character, like, in the show or in the manga and things like that. But it's it's just kind of, like, a line in the show and, and yeah. it, technically you're, you have that and you're telling it but it's not the same as taking you know four episodes in an anime to kind of show how that is important to that I character. think even more important though than the don't waste food the thing that, that Sanji and Luffy bond over that is, is not really depicted so great in the live action is they bond over that they both have a dream right mm-hmm. so Sanji's dream is to find the all blue and people ridicule him for that, and they say he's, you know, he's crazy, he's silly. Um, and that is kind of the thing that him and Luffy bond over, because obviously Luffy wanted to find the One Piece. People, like, ridicule him for that. And it, it, it comes across really well in the anime, but it doesn't come across so well in the live action. And someone once uh, lost a limb to save their life. Yes, that, that is also that a, was, a connection. That, that was a great little... Yeah. So can you imagine what that's like? Yeah, actually. Um... <laughs> No, but I, I think uh, some other good things about the the story in the live action, they gave Nami a lot more agency in combat 
in the live action than she has in the anime. Where in the anime, in there's not that's not necessarily to say that anything's wrong with this, but in the anime, she is not. She doesn't hold up in combat, right? She's the planner. She makes. She comes up with the plans. She's the guy in chair. She's she's the guy in chair. She's but part like of the weakling. When it comes to combat, she doesn't really become a, a force in that realm until later on in the anime. Whereas in the live action, she can hold her. She's not gonna like defeat any legendary swordsman or anything like that. But she can defend herself at least. Well, you have the monster trio, which is the you know three fighters, and then yeah. you have the weakling trio, which is her chopper and Usopp. Right, but what I'm saying is like in in the anime, in the beginning, she is way less yeah. capable from the start than she is in the live action. I think the, the, having her at least be able to defend herself yeah. is a better story choice. And it also adds to the fact that each of the characters, maybe excluding Usopp, are equals in their own rights. Maybe Usopp is, is an equal in his ability to lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it, it also, it doesn't come up a lot, again, in this part of the story of the anime, but Usopp is actually, like, a really good, like, sharpshooter, and marksman so I saw, person. And so like, intonations they hint at it. Yeah. of that, and I, just not really knowing the character as well, yeah. I thought in my mind, Okay, they have more planned. There's a yes. development that's going to happen. Well, his here. whole goal is to become a great warrior. So, yeah. like, ideally, his whole story is going to take place over for, a thousand chapter. For a while, too, he's also like their ship repairer, right? Because he has that background working in the shipyard. Like, he's not a professional shipwright, but he can help patch holes and stuff. And that, that's he part does of the, his like, yeah. sailing stuff. Exactly. He Hoist does the sailing stuff. I guess that's all um, to say that I'm just, I'm looking forward to a second yeah. season yeah, where you I want to see, see more. that explored. Yeah. So, what I want to say about the story is um, I, I heard this interview um, from the showrunner. Um, they said I told Oda one of the great things about One Piece is it's really a story about how everybody has tragedy, pain, sadness in their life, but it's not what defines you. What defines you is how you use that to motivate your future and that no one has to do it alone. No one has to be alone. When you find those people around you who motivate you, lift you up and help you, that's the greatest power in the world. And that is the story I want to put out into the world. So I know One Piece means a lot to you, Oda. It means a lot to me, because honestly, I think that One Piece saved my life. Um, and then Oda, like, reached out to him, and it was like, I have 100% faith in you, mm-hmm. uh, which I love. Um, but I... Yes, there are things that work better in the anime or the manga or the live action, all that sort of stuff. I think when you break it down, if you're not coming into this knowing anything, I i mean, I very clearly have a tainted view, but I think this is a good, fun, kind of gory <laughs> pirate kind show of gory, yeah. um, that is unlike anything else that I have ever seen live action. And just going back to you saying gory... It is not for children. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Which we were talking about it while we were watching it too. Is that like when you actually make like a kids anime like in like you know replication in real life? It's like dark. <laughs> like people get chopped in half. Yeah. 
Um, there's a lot of blood. Um, but yeah, I, I think the reason this is so good is because they stuck to the story for the main parts. Like, they told the crux of what I think Oda was trying to get a pass, like, get to his audience in the East Blue work. Yeah. Uh, and they did it in eight episodes, um, which I think was, uh, you know, it would have been nice for them to kind of flesh things out more, but I think overall highly successful. Yeah. So getting to scores, uh, what do you guys think for the story? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Okay. Come back to me. Come back to you. <laughs> I, I was also thinking twenty eight. Twenty eight was kind of where I landed on this yeah, one. Just on the same page. We need more friends. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> or what are those? Or things? it's like uh, I like to think consistent. that it's like so. A twenty eight is also a really good score for yeah. this. Like we 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 have we have scored things that we've done with Bob as low as what like a fifteen. I mean. Oh, okay, yeah. you guys are right. It is 28. Yeah. <laughs> like, you got to think, like, okay, 28 out of 30, that's, you know, you're dropping two points. Um, you yeah, know, that's that not bad. Into the subjective category where best uh, boy Justin and I each get five points and best person cat, you get 10 points hey. to divvy out. Um, I think this is a good time. Is there anything else you guys kind of want to touch on? Any. Uh, Thing else regarding the episode, I, I want to say, um, Mr. Seven, who appears yes. like when you meet uh, Zora for the first time. There's only been one drawing of him. Uh, this is it up on screen right now, <laughs> and somehow they made that. They made into, that yeah. like the perfect like replication of that in real life, um, which is amazing. So my my point that I will talk about in my subjective category is. I, I talked about it a little bit earlier. The reason that I like Zoro, right, is not because, oh, he's the samurai guy who has the swords and he's cool and edgy. The thing I like the most about Zoro is his weakness, which is that he has no sense of direction, and that is very funny to me. And, like, it, it's actually a meme in the show that, oh, if we don't keep Sanji, if we don't, Sanji, if we don't keep Zoro from wandering off, we're going to have another filler arc. Um,. And I, the, the, one of the ways they represented that in the show that was really funny to me was when Zoro saves Luffy from the Marines and Luffy's like, how did you know where to find me? And he's like, I didn't. I thought I was going back to the house. <laughs> and like that that is it's such a small thing but for actual like for fans of the show who appreciate that kind of thing it meant a lot right hmm. um so i really enjoyed that is there anything you guys wanted to to talk about in your little subjective areas um i guess going back to casting conflicts yeah um, I, there were some things on the internet said about the casting choice uh, for Nami. Shocking. And uh, I didn't really pay them any any mind. I, from what I understand, it was she doesn't look like Nami. Nobody uh, looks like Nami. Literally, Nami is like the... Oh my god, if she existed in real life, would be horrifying. You would you would need a very terrifying series of plastic surgeries to look Yo, like Nami Yo, that's like does. some like weird slender man. And also shit. when you break down Nami in terms of how she looks, she's got red hair. 
Like that's her. <laughs> yeah, she is. She is. She, there are two She's things that make up Nami's character: red hair and sex. Like you, you, you. She is a red hair that you want to have sex with. That is Nami's character design. You know. Um, <laughs> yes. Additional and completely separate from Nami. Um, something that we didn't really touch on was some of the alternate costuming choices for yes. characters. Yes, absolutely. So they all had their um, anime-specific outfit, mm -hmm. right? And then they had variations of that, which kind of um, were more modern. Mm. So, like, yeah. Luffy had, instead of his red vest at one point, he had, like, a sleeveless he red hoodie. He had a Mario look. He, he, had like a, he had a Hawaiian shirt that he wore at one point. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think Nami specifically, this works for me because I wasn't sold on her in her first outfit. But when they put her in an anime-specific outfit, the one, like, the striped shirt and the orange skirt, I was like, yes, that is Nami, and I love her. So, I also think that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those outfits are from, like, the cover arts. And they are. Oh, yeah. They are, yeah. No, Nami... Like, they're canonical outfits. Some of them are, because Nami is one of the few characters in One Piece who actually changes clothes. So you have Nami, and then you also have um, Nico Robin. The women, basically. Mm -hmm. They're the only ones who change clothes in this show. Um, and they have a number of different outfits. So Nami, some of the the first outfit that she wore was not from the anime, but the second and third, like you have you have the the striped shirt with the the orange skirt. That's an anime outfit. You have the dark blue shirt with the the orange capris. That is also an anime outfit. But then you have like the Chinese dress that she wore at dinner with Aya, that is not from the anime. I'm pretty no, sure I'm that sure is from... Is from, like, a, yeah, like one shot. Some or like, cover art or yeah. bonus chapter or something. Um, but, yeah, that is a really good point, the alternate character. I loved Usopp at the Baratier, where he had, like, the, the tricorn hat and, like, yeah. the purple oh, yeah. vest and the, the sunglasses. Phenomenal. Loved oh, it. Yeah. Um, God, there's just, like... For me, there's, there's so much to talk about with the show. Like, we didn't even get into, like, Arlong and, and how well he did and how, like, I actually believed in, like, him and his cause. Yeah. And, like, um, Nami's, like, betrayal and, and how well, like, you know, that all played out. It, this, I think ultimately what I want to say for my subjective thing is I have been looking for years for an excuse to get into One Piece, and this was it for me. I'm watching the anime now, and I'm kind of excited about that, which is stupid, because it's so much to get into. It really is. Like, when you <laughs> when you dig into how many freaking episodes of this show there are, like... But, like, you know, I put it on in English, I throw it on in the background, and it's... I've been having fun like that. I don't even, like, I don't watch it in English. I watch it in Japanese, and I just, like... I'll put it on in between other shows. So, like, I'll watch an episode of, like, something that's currently airing, and then I'll be like, all right, well, before I go to bed, I'll watch one more show. It'll be One Piece. You well, know? like, I'll, I'll be honest. Like, la last week was, like, really rough for me, and, like, I didn't want to watch, like, my normal, like, YouTube things or, like, any, like, new shows. Like, I wanted to watch One Piece because it was, like, it was fun. And, yeah. like, it did not require a huge emotional investment. No, One Piece is like my Saturday hours. morning cartoon. Yeah, and and you know what? Sometimes you just need that. And and 
as dark as this show can get, it also had that energy too at times. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, in the right places. So subjectively, I am very comfortable giving this a five. Okay. Best person, cat. You have the ten points. You got the big money on this one. Yeah. Why don't we wait for you? Best I'll do mine. Why don't you uh, I, I'm very comfortable giving this one a five. Also, like you said. Um, you know, this, this, it, it has a quality to it. This, uh, and I'll speak about it in a different context. This was the live action show that they needed to get right. They, in my opinion, they needed to get Cowboy Bebop right too, but I'm not <laughs> but the only didn't. opinion that matters, right? <laughs> this was the one, and I was talking about this with Best Boy Jamie, they, in Cowboy Bebop, we watched the first three episodes and we were so like, waiting for it to get good. Like, you're going to get good. Like, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And it was never good. This one did not disappoint. You know, watching it actually felt enjoyable. Like, I really like this show. Um, it is good for both people who did not watch the anime and people who did watch the anime and people who were, you know, to varying degrees of interested in the, pr in the property, right? Um, I felt like this was almost proof that the Western world can if it has the budget and the wherewithal to do so, create a live-action anime show. Now, does that mean that every live-action anime that's going to come after it is going to be good? No. The no, next no. one is probably going to suck. But it's it's proof that it can be done. And I think that is also important. Well, um, so for me, I'm going to give it five as well. And, and before we get into best person's cat I, I just want to say something off of that because i after this i also finally got best person cat to watch um speed racer oh yeah how'd that go and you, what i think is interesting about those two which i consider the only two really successful adaptations of uh an anime or manga is that they embraced the anime-ness mm of it and didn't apologize for it. Right. And they were like, this is the story we're telling. It's different from Western sensibilities. It's gonna be a little weird. It's weird when Luffy like yells stuff. Yeah. Like out loud. But it's in character. And because everyone believes it so much, you can sell it and just go along for the ride. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, I concur. There's a pretty great suspension of disbelief right because they go so hard like they go all in yeah right um with and fucking snails with those snails and everything <laughs> but they um they go all in and i even think that someone who even stumbles upon this and watches it uh, who's maybe even never watched anime before could enjoy this um if shows like i said i keep going back to like the past um where i live <laughs> back to the past <laughs> but now i i keep thinking about those shows that i used to really enjoy which were uh like buffy the vampire slayer mm. angel xena warrior princess stargate sg1 stargate sg1 <laughs> yes absolutely. i'm rewatching. i don't know if you missed that earlier in the i episode, did hear but, you say okay. that and a part of me was like man i wish i could rewatch it with justin you could <laughs> you could do that no but we'd be rewatching it together alone well we had they have the the online watch parties now so we can make something work now you sound young um <laughs> <laughs> you young whippersnappers 
Um, but um, that is all to say that I think that a whole bunch of people can get behind something like this. I wish it was the first live action anime that they had put out aside, like, you know, not... Right, you wish that this was the first yes. one, right? Like, they got so it right from the get-go. already, like, turned off. You, yeah. you, wish, you wish they hadn't done Cowboy Bebop already. Which is really sad. Because I love Cowboy Bebop so much. I, I wanted so much for it to be good. I watched the first, like, I watched and four episodes maybe of it. Maybe they learned from that as well. Yeah. They cast, well, I, if anything, they learned from the casting, because they were like, they got Jet right, and they got like Spike sort of right kind of <laughs> they did not get Faye right yeah but like uh, One Piece they nailed yeah no One Piece they really hit it and yeah you're right it's it's the, the, out of like for a live action casting is a lot you know because yeah. the, the the visuals can be great the music can be great the story can be great but if the characters don't evoke in you that same feeling that you get when you watch the anime it's not going to hit perfect example death note willem dafoe great uh, yes as ryuk ryuk yeah but the guy who played light garbage like oh my god yeah <laughs> And like it, that that is particularly sad to me because like when are we ever gonna get to see Willem Dafoe in an anime live action adaptation ever again? There's so little time left. He's so old. Uh, the weirder things have happened. We can just watch his parts. We could. We could do that. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we have gone very far afield. Best person cat, your subjective score out of ten on this one. Ten points. Ten Ooh, points. That wow. Us, I know the number. What's the number? It is 96. It is 96. This one gets a 96. How are we feeling about an A? Was that an A, a plus? That's an A, a plus no, now. No, 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 It's an A plus I now. Was, no I'm child cool. left behind, Dan. No child left behind. I was That's a an child A plus. Left behind. They got rid of no child left behind. Now it's race to the start. What? Race to the fit. You can't start race to, to the, the race. start. <laughs> Yeah, the start is where the race begins. Anyway, uh, no, we were talking about this the other day. Like an eighty-six is like an A nowadays. Yeah. In, in in the in the course that I just took, an eighty was passing, so seventy-nine was failing. Well, that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's specific to that. But we're yeah. talking though in school now. The grading yeah. metrics have changed. Well, yeah, it used school. to be schools and above was an A. Don't don't go to school. Don't go to school. <laughs> anyway, if you mix ga unleaded gasoline with a never mind, I can't say that on this podcast. Oh Ninety six <laughs> might be the highest we've rated something. I think we could go back and check it, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, because I, I, I think the closest we came, we it did like a ninety two right? for bubble. Um, Y'all like bubble that much? I liked bubble. Bubble was Ooh. really good. Like I thought surprised. bubble was conceptually no, 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 not bubble. Not bubble. Um, we hated bubble. The, the other one we that we really bubble. liked. We loved Penguin Highway. Penguin Highway. That <laughs> okay. was it. Yeah, not bubble. Say, I don't feel like you guys liked. No, bubble, no, 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 no. Penguin Highway. No, yes. we, conceptually, Penguin Highway was a phenomenal bubble. film. <laughs> um, Penguin Highway. What did we, we we loved the coming of age concept. Of, we're not going to rehash Penguin Highway. We're, we're, <laughs> we're done. With, you can go back and listen to Penguin Highway. But yes, I'm pretty sure we can double check it. Editor Best Boy Dan can come in later. 96 A plus, the highest score we've ever given on Bob. Also, it's kind of cheating a little bit because we've only ever used Bob before on movies, and this is a TV show. It but, definitely needs some working for live action. But for what it is now, we're going to leave Bob alone. Um, 
Yeah, how do we feel about that? 96. I feel good about that. I think it, it works. As do I. Bob is as made up and ridiculous as Bob is. It's completely subjective. And is completely <laughs> subjective. But it has kind of always come out like yeah. pretty The much nerve how of we us to add it. a subjective category to an inherently subjective rating system was absolutely like <laughs> we I carry I carry my balls in a wheelchair after coming up with that. Like, oh let's add a subjective category because I don't know what to do with the last twenty points. <laughs> We knew exactly what to do with the last 20 points. Oh, my we God. We did it. But, yeah, so, you know, that's the official, it is scientifically and mathematically backed, um, you know, One Piece, the live-action adaptation, 96 out of 100. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, have you watched it? Are you looking forward to the next season? Which, by the way, we didn't talk about it too much, but the promotional video of it does feature Crocodile, um, so that's pretty exciting. Um, um, I'm, I'm excited for some Alabasta arc. Absolutely. Uh, any, any parting thoughts before we, uh, we leave, we leave our, our, our best buds for the day? Please hydrate. Please hydrate. Drink water. Yeah. You're a plant with emotions. <laughs> um, <laughs> Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Instagram at bestboys underscore pod. You can't find us on Twitter because Twitter is dead, but you can send us an email at thebestboyspod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Rate and review us five stars. Absolutely annihilate that like button. Like, really give it to that like button. Oh, yeah. Like, just get all up in that like button. Yeah. Guys, we don't want, you want guys, like, is the like button okay? <laughs> I don't know. Not after this episode, it's not. Um, tell your friends about us. Word of mouth is huge. Um, and if you're going to Anime NYC, let us know because we might be going too. Um, but that's where we're going to leave it here today. Yeah. Um, also, uh, I want to end with, um, I heard, uh, Mother's Basement describe Zorro as the resident murderer hobo of, of the Straw Hats. And I yeah, that, that works. Accurate. That actually works. Yeah, absolutely. Right. That's my shower thought for the night. Goodbye. Good night, best buds.